Hey guys, how's it going? We are back with another episode of The Real Couple. Uh, we are The Real Couple. My name is Dallas. And I'm Paige. And we are the hosts, your loyal hosts, of this podcast, where we review movies and uh, TV shows every once in a while. And uh, we just we just, we just just talk about how much we love uh, media. And, yeah. and shit like that. We love movies. Yeah, it's so good fun. ones, bad ones. We love the bad ones. Oh yeah. Um, speaking of bad ones, do you want to talk about a bad movie? I do. Uh, so recently we had uh, the we had the pleasure of being able to go and see this movie, but it was not a pleasure. The actual like seeing experience, the the going and and being invited was really dope, uh, but the actual taking in was um it was it was rough. It was a bit rough. Hey babe. Yeah. What was a bit rough? Joyride. Yeah. Uh, how much joy did you feel during this ride? Um, limited. Yeah, I feel like I felt like four and a half, maybe five joys. During the whole ride. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like they they meant for me to feel like 620 joys. And I only felt like four and a half to five. Wow. Yeah. Um, in this line of thinking, one joy is like one joke that lands. So in the entire movie, I kind of feel like four and a half to five jokes landed well. Okay. How do you feel about Joyride? It was a lot. Yeah. Uh, something that we have talked about multiple times since What have we talked it, about? What do we talk about sometimes? Uh, that the writing of this movie could have majorly benefited from a lot more restraint. Yeah. A bit of a, a less is more mentality could have really, really helped this yeah fly higher because they had a lot of jokes Mm -hmm. that were funny for a little bit and then they just pushed it way too far or i felt like there were also a few times when their concept was funny but the actress delivering just didn't quite know how to hit it correctly I will say I did like the four main actresses. Yeah. I thought they had some good chemistry. Okay. But apart from that, this movie was a miss. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's a, a group of people that could find this movie yeah. to be funny and worth the watch. Yeah. I don't think that we were the target market for this particular film. Yeah. There's... So we mentioned upon leaving that it just felt so crude, so relentlessly crude. Needlessly yeah. crude. And as I've been thinking more and more, I've been like, yeah, it was crude, which I enjoy crude movies. Yeah, we watch through, a ton of stuff like that. Yeah, I'll think through a bunch of movies that I love that are very crude humor based. Yeah. And I keep thinking like, did I dislike Joyride because it was like female 
crudity or it was female centric crudity. I I really don't think that's the case. I don't either. I think it really is just these jokes. I think it was funny. the writing. Yeah. Honestly. Like, and I will say there are crude movies made by men, starring men, written by men that I hate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not like women can't write as well as men. Some men can't write well as well as other men. Yeah. Um and some men have hits and misses. You know, I'm not saying that like there are I men don't out think there this has anything to time. do with the gender. Yeah. Um, but for like, example, I keep thinking about this because sorry, just real quick because it's four people going on like a crazy adventure. I keep having that mindset of Joyride was trying to be a hangover movie and it was nowhere near as good. And so that's kind of why I keep going back to this like uh, mm. gender thing because. It's, Four girls in one and four guys in the other, and one rocks and the other uh, does not. But sorry, go ahead. So just an example of the writing going too far. Mm -hmm. So the one girl is an artist, and she likes to do body positive art, Mm -hmm. which, fine, great. So she has a piece that she shows of a flower where all the petals are vaginas yeah which at first glance it just looks like a flower yeah and it's not until you kind of look closer that you're like oh uh, oh oh okay that's pretty crude see i think that could have gotten the point across of what kind of art she does Mm -hmm. the licking cat sure whatever like oh yeah that's fine too but then that crude but then they take it a step further Mm -hmm. into the like playground model Where everything is like boobs and penises and... And vaginas. Yeah. And it's just like a little too much. Yeah. And and then every time she would show off her art, they would give her a couple lines where she's like, the point of my art is body positivity. Or like, you know, I mm -hmm. want to start the conversation and and sort of uh, de-sexualize. Not de-sexualize, but like... um, take away like the the weird don't talk about it power of certain body parts and it really felt like the writers were trying to shoehorn like one specific opinion they had into the movie and and it was just kind of like uh, okay guys like i yeah okay Mm-hmm. Like, remember the scene in Transformers 4 when Mark Wahlberg finds out that his daughter is dating a guy that is way older than his daughter? And he's like, this is not allowed to happen. You oh, and they have arrested. to explain that. And the, yeah. the boyfriend is like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Because Texas law, it's uh, law number 342.1. And uh, here's all of the ins and outs of the law. Here, I even have a card. Uh, viewers at home can look it up on the internet. It really feels like a, one of the weird Transformers writers are like, hey, my boyfriend is uh, dating this girl and everyone really judges them really hard. Could you throw a line of dialogue into your new Transformers movie so that my daughter's boyfriend will quit getting so much hate or whatever? Like, it felt like almost like that. Mm-hmm. Like there was one writer on Joyride that was like, we got to start the conversation. We got to start the conversation. Hey, write in another line into this movie where the one character 
talks about starting the conversation. And this movie will start the conversation. It's like, dude, shut I up. I think the other thing that was missing for me mm-hmm. is like, I can handle crude humor. But there needs to be a story that it's moving forward. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a lesson learned. There needs to be something like that. Like, think about, I don't know if you've actually seen this movie, but the movie, like, How to Be Single. I started it once. I meant to like, finish it, but... That no. was fairly crude. Was it? But there was a lesson to be learned at the end. Okay. I feel like that's the same way with a lot of, like, Judd Apatow movies as well. Yes. Yeah. Like, Knocked Up, there's crude humor in there for sure. Absolutely. There's a ton of it. Yeah. But there's a lesson at the end. End. There's a bizarrely profound lesson there at the has end of to be that balance mm-hmm. for me to enjoy that kind of a film. I don't enjoy crude humor just for the sake of having everybody say the word pussy. Like, yeah, I will say, I feel like this movie, it felt like it was trying to have this profound, like, and then she found her mom and. There was like this really heartfelt moment. I'm maybe but there the was a message there. the heartfelt moment lasted like a minute and a half. Yeah, I will say, uh, I think it's Daniel Day Kim, but uh, uh, he played. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's Sun. Maybe it's June. But uh, the Asian husband in Lost, and he's the Asian guy on the team in uh, the remake series of Hawaii Five O. And he's in so many other things. Um, But he's a great actor. He's really, really good. And so when he suddenly showed up as the husband to the main girl's biological mother, I was very happy with his role in this. I feel Mm -hmm. like he played it very... He did a great job. He did. Um, And that sort of felt like an Apatowian presence. I could see that. You know, just like right at the end, there's this really like, this actually feels more profound than I thought it was going to be. But yeah, the entire lead up just, eh. Yeah. It almost felt like they were trying to be that crude in order to prove that they can be as crude as guys. Mm -hmm. I was like, eh. It just was a miss. Yeah. I will say... I do appreciate that it was an Asian American led yeah. film. Yeah. And that they didn't have Aquafina. Yo, yeah. We have talked on previous mm-hmm. episodes about how we are not Aquafina fans. No. And it feels like the past few years, if they've needed an Asian woman, a young Asian woman in a movie, Obviously, they're getting Aquafina. Yeah. I appreciate that she was not in this. Mm-hmm. I did love seeing Stephanie Sue back on the big screen. Um, she was the daughter from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know her by name, Oscar nominated. Love her. Yeah. Um, one thing that, like, an analogy that I came up with the other day, the crudeness of this movie... It felt like you're uh, when you're eating spicy food that doesn't taste good. 
but it's really spicy. Mm-hmm. And when you're like, this sucks, and people are like, oh, you don't like spicy? It's like, mm, I'm, I'm down with spicy if it tastes good. But this is just hard to get through, and I don't feel like I'm gaining anything by it. I'm just being hurt. Yeah. Whereas there's, you know, there are some things where it's like, oh, damn. This has a nice, this has a respectable kick to it. And then there's other times where you're like crying, but you're like, it tastes so damn good. I can't stop. Oh my gosh. I I feel like my mouth is on fire, but I will not stop eating this delicious freaking meal. But then there are those times where it's like, you take a bite and you're like, this sucks. Also, ow. That was kind of the crudity in this. Yeah. It was just like, I'm not laughing that much, but I'm now aware of the proper pronunciation of the word pussy. (laughs) Yeah. It's also weird because I don't feel like this movie was really advertised very much. Yeah. We never got a trailer before any other movies, at least that I recall. Uh, Did we get a trailer for Joyride? For this, attached to other movies when we would go to the theater. No, I have not seen. We had a to actively trailer. seek out a trailer yeah. for this movie. I just looked it up on YouTube. Yeah, and yeah, also like the promotional materials that I've seen mm-hmm. make it seem like a fun little comedy. And my worry is that people are gonna be like, "Oh, this looks like a fun movie." Let's go see it. And then they're going to get something that they don't expect. I feel like this movie or the advertisement for this movie tries to make it look like Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. And Bridesmaids is not nearly as crude as this. No. This goes so much cruder and not nearly as funny as bride Bridesmaids. That's not saying that it's not funny, because there were definitely some parts that we were laughing at, for sure. Yes. I feel like for how long the movie is, and how many times I laughed hard, and how many jokes I heard versus how many jokes I laughed at, it's, yes, there are times when I really, really thought something was funny. It was few and far between, though, unfortunately. I will say I don't think that this movie is going to be capturing audiences. No. It's not going to be remembered for any longer than it takes those credits to roll. Yeah, I would not say this is a movie that uh, when it comes out on Blu-ray, DVD, whatever, I don't see people flocking to buy their own copy. No. Um, I could see it hitting like netflix or something and having a few people go oh i yeah i meant to go see this in the theaters and i missed it and i i never got uh, you got yeah we're doing a movie night who wants to watch that yeah hit play and then you know a couple hours later maybe they'll be like okay that was pretty good at least i I didn't spend any money on it at least i didn't spend any money on it and even the people who finish it on netflix and go i actually really liked it i don't see you re-watching it on netflix no even if you really liked it like, yeah, I would say this movie is very skippable. Yeah, it, very skippable. If you want to see it, wait till it hits streaming. Yeah. I'm sure it will. Mm-hmm. Um, don't waste your money on it. Yeah. 
Um, there was at least one moment where uh, they the the girls end up getting really really dirty. They're they're having to get from point A to point B on like a, a cargo freight ship or something, mm-hmm. and you just see them and they're just haggard and and just grungy. Looks like they've walked through mud or something, and then it. I guess they get a ride somewhere or something, but it shows them suddenly getting out of a car and they're like very clean. And I remember just thinking like this, this movie has the continuity levels of like a Saturday morning cartoon where like Tom and Jerry, one of them can get hit with an anvil. And the next scene, he's at it again with another scheme. Like the, that kind of felt like this movie where yeah. it's like, and then in this scene, they run out of gas or whatever, and they have to hitchhike 17 miles, and they've run holes through their shoes and stuff. And in the next scene, those were yesterday's shoes. Like, And, like, they can just travel between countries without passports. Yeah, and... There was that whole... Of course you can get from China to Korea without a passport. Yeah. Like, those are not two of the most strict countries to travel in and out of. Right. And then, uh, Deadeye had this weird story where she was like, I I don't really have any real friends. All of my friends are on the internet. But I'm going to meet up with them, and I promise they're real. And then she thinks they didn't show up for like 15 seconds. And she's like, I guess I don't have friends. And then her friends show up. And she's like, oh my gosh, my friends. But it's really just one friend. But the friend does come through and does something like profoundly important. Mm -hmm. Like really pulls out all the stops just to help her out. And like two scenes later, she's like, I don't really have any friends. You guys don't like me around. Don't like having me around, and it's like, yeah, but a, someone you've only met online was willing to like lend you a jet or something. But yeah. as soon as things went wrong, you asked if they had a different jet. I don't know why you weren't allowed to use the one jet after things went to shit, but huh? And then all of a sudden, the friend is like, "Well, I do have a connection with a freight liner." Yeah. How do you have a... Con- what? There was so much that was like, it would be funny if they were on this boat. How will they get on the boat? I don't know. We'll have a character smile and shrug. Also, uh, I feel like I also need to mention that the actress who played Deadeye, mm-hmm. this is the only thing she's ever acted in before. I can see that. She was a staff writer on another show in 2021, but... That and Joyride are the only things that she's done in the industry. Which, the fact that it's like, Deadeye is pretty much calling someone emotionless. And one of the jokes in this movie is, why do they call you emotionless? And she stares at her with zero emotion on her face. And they go, ha ha ha, what a funny thing to put in our movie. It's like, yeah, I, I can see the fact that you haven't had a, a star-spangled career. You you aren't very good at emoting, even when you are emoting. Like it was it was a strange film. Um, oh, another thing I 
that's been bugging me for days now. The main girl's parents, Mm -hmm. as soon as she goes on the trip, fuck her parents. Who gives a shit? Like, she never... There's never a moment when she's like, but who's my real mom? And then no one ever goes like, yes, but you had two very loving parents in your life. Yeah. Like, the the people who adopted you, they cared about you deeply. No. Who cares? She honestly was kind of the worst. Yeah. Like... I think they wanted her to be this deep character mm -hmm. that goes on this journey to find her birth mother and her roots. But... She was just this ungrateful, like, kind of asshole that was just focused on her career Mm -hmm. and treated her friends like shit. Yeah. And, like, when two of her friends blatantly hate each other, she didn't really do anything to be like, hey, let's let's tone it down. Like, let's not attack each other relentlessly. She's just like, oh, no, they're at it again. And then her whole, like, oh, yeah, well, this one's living in my garage, but don't tell her that I'm moving to L.A. Yo, what? Honestly, the more I think about this character, it's like, of course this movie was a miss. You wrote your main character terribly. Like, Um, you don't care about shitty humans. Yeah. It's really, like, which that can make for a more interesting story. If you, like, lean into it and be like, no, 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 that's the point. This person's shitty. This they Walter weren't White self-aware enough no. to do that, yeah. though. The, this was not written as well as your Hangover movies. It wasn't written as well as your Breaking Bad. Like, it just wasn't anything. Which, that's another thing. Uh, you've seen the Hangover movies. Mm-hmm. Very beginning of the first movie, Bradley Cooper's this school teacher, and he's, like, collecting... Uh, uh, field trip money from all of his students and this one kid is like hey I can't go I, I don't have enough money and he's like hey you know what I'll tell you what give me the, whatever money you do have I'll cover the rest because you need to go on this field trip okay you deserve to go and he's like okay yeah you sure and he's like yeah I got you and so the kid you know pretty much empties his wallet and he's like thank you so much because I really do want to go on this field trip and he's like yeah definitely And as soon as he walks out of the classroom, he takes all of the money every student has given him and he pockets it all for their Vegas trip. And he makes some reference about like, "Eh, I'll tell him the trip got canceled or whatever. And it's such a dick move from Bradley Cooper's character. But they figure out ways to make him so likable in those movies. In this, they just like keep putting her in front of the camera and pretending like that will make the audience like her. And yeah, she's such a dick. And like, there are plenty of people out there who are adopted and then, you know, want to go and and reconnect with their adoptive family. Okay. But at least give credit to the people who actually raised you. But here's the thing. She didn't want to do that. Yeah. But she also didn't want to, like, stick with the people who, I don't, ugh. It was so, and. The more we talk, the more angry I get about this. Yeah. Uh, So she goes all the way to China to 
find her birth mom. She goes all the way. Well, no. She goes to China for a business trip, mm-hmm. which I don't know why you have to go to China just to close a close deal. Close a deal. Um, but then once she's in China, she makes contact with the adoption adoption agency adoption agency and she's like oh do you know where my mom is and that's when she finds out her mom was actually korean and that like shatters her world and i was kind of sitting there like how many minutes of this movie are we going to spend acting like being korean is the worst thing in the world like it was odd and like yeah. so I grew up in a town called La Crescenta, California. Shout out to La Crescenta. It's got a fucking massive Korean population. Tons of my classmates, elementary school through high school, were full Koreans. And being Korean is a dope thing. Korean culture is awesome. Korean food is phenomenal. And so all of a sudden, having this movie be like, oh no, I'm Korean. I was like, how about you sit the fuck down, kids? This ain't a bad thing. Shut up. Yeah, they also wrote racism really strangely in this movie. and like, they acted like Asians being racist against Asians. Like, you get a pass? And it's like, I don't think so. Like... I feel like if I watched, I don't know, a movie where, like, Africans were like, well, (laughs) I'm Kenyan. I'm not some filthy... Ghanaian. Yeah, I'd I'd still be like, uh, can we stop? Where are we going with this? Like, uh, so yeah, it was just... And, And was that supposed to be funny? That wasn't funny. Also... This movie had a runtime of an hour and 32 minutes, Mm -hmm. which by movie standards is short. That is barely. That's barely a feature length film. And it felt like it lasted for three hours. I couldn't, I wanted to keep like checking my watch to see how much time had passed. Yeah. I couldn't because. We had some very strict, like, security people standing there, and I didn't want to get kicked out. Which, (laughs) that's one thing. So we uh, were able to go to a pre-screening, a bit of a a press screening, uh, which it was our second time being able to get into a press screening. Holy shit, I'm in love. Because before they start the movie, they have people come out and say, hey, if we see your phone out, we'll come straight up to you and say, put it the fuck away. If we see it again, you're kicked out. Oh my gosh. I want to kiss them on the mouth. I want to make a statue out of bubblegum of them in my closet. Like it's an episode of Hey Arnold. Um, but yeah, like that's that's how theater experiences should be. If you take your phone out, you deserve to be beaten by strangers. Um, but... Uh, at the same time, they they did start the movie and then continue letting people into the theater, and that was weird. Um, Do you feel like we have bashed on this movie enough? I think probably. I feel like we have. Yeah. Um, just to kind of mentally go through the plot line, is there anything else I want to bitch about real quick? 
Okay. There's a scene where three of the four girls, like the three that could believably have sex, all of them have sex simultaneously, and Deadeye dances with someone. And, like, I feel like one of the storylines in that scene is decently funny. The other two are not at all. Um, and then there's a moment where one of them gets a business call during the act. A business FaceTime. Yeah, which no one business FaceTimes. That's not how business works. And he, like, doesn't realize he has yeah. no idea that what he's interrupted. It's yeah. so weird. Um, there is a scene on a train where pretty much the main girl is racist, but racist on behalf of white of people. Americans. And that actually, like the concept I thought was kind of clever, and the scene ends up being very, very funny to me. And so I was... I was happy with that one scene. That was one of the few uh, things that I did find very funny. Um, you also enjoyed the joke of... Um, about Splinter? Yes. Yes. At some point, uh, they are, again, trying to call her racist. And she's like, I'm not racist. And She's like, I, sometimes I think about Splinter when I masturbate. And one of them immediately just responds with, he's a rat. And she responds with, he's a good father. Which is so funny to me. But at the same time, like, I feel like saying he's a rat is kind of attacking, like, how could you be attracted to that? Because her response is, yes, but he's a good father. But if by saying he's a rat, you're trying to attack, like, the fact that she finds him attractive. Someone should also be saying, um, people from the culture you originated from are not sentient fucking rodents. And that's very disrespectful to say. Like, it, I don't know. It was, it was odd. It's an odd, odd film. And I don't ever want to see it again. Yeah. So... Huzzah. Um, oh, and then you see a full vagina. From the inside. And the outside. You see both angles. Because do. someone has a tattoo, and they mention that the tattoo goes inside a little bit. And so then the camera takes a from inside looking out. It, um, another one of those movies that uh, is is more male-centric, but it goes crude to a level that makes me hate it. It's uh, Kingsman the Golden Circle. The second movie. Kingsman movie. And there's a scene with a vagina in that one, too. And I hate it. You remember that scene? I do. Yeah. Sucks. If you like Kingsman 2, you're bizarre. If you like Kingsman 1, you're just a normal person course you love kingsman one it's great but yeah kingsman two sucks kingsman three could have been good but there's the rasputin scene and that ruins it so on that note 
on the Kingsman note, <laughs> we'll end our episode on Joyride. Um, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Don't see this movie. Avoid it like uh, COVID-19. But follow us on Instagram at the.real.couple. Avoid it like the plague. Uh, email us if you so desire at therealcouplepod at gmail.com. Yep. Keep being awesome. Yeah. Keep listening to what we have to say about movies. Yeah. Um, and I think that's everything. Yeah. All right. Love Take you. Care, bye. Everybody. Bye.